it ends the way you make it end, right? And so you don't want to be that person whose career is running down the field without you. You want to be the one that is calling your plays. You want to be the one that's defining your own narrative. And you want to turn that should into must. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. I just had a lovely chat with Daphne in the green room. Very excited to share her and what she's into. I actually spent more time asking questions and finding out a bit more from my guests today than I normally do. Reason being is... There was there was just something there. I just wanted to dig in a little bit more. Like me, not into the cold weather. Uh, as we will always find with the guests on this show, a very fascinating person who came on a journey that I feel is going to inspire, uplift, and uh, and generally motivate you to go and do something different. I can't wait to, uh, to have this conversation with Daphne. Daphne, why don't you let the people know a little bit more about who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into it. Sure. Um, well, hello, everybody, uh, wherever you are. Happy New Year to you. Um, I am currently a retired senior vice president. I was an executive at General Electric, and I retired several years ago. And then I started my own company. It's called The Board Curators. And one of the things that I do with my team is we help curate and get people ready, senior executives ready, to serve on paying boards. Well, I find that um, with the advent of diversity, with the George Floyd uh, murder and, and other things, the emphasis on diversity and DE&I has been uh, heightened. And so my goal is I serve on three boards myself uh, for three multinational corporations. Um, I wanted to make sure that I have given the opportunity to people to be able to, to go higher and uh, do some things that are not normally um, uh, expected for women or people of color. So that's one of the things that I do in addition to be serving on boards. Then I just wrote a book, um, Dan, that just uh, launched in November. So pretty busy these days, but having mm -hmm. a lot of fun and doing what I believe needs to be done to help those that have been overlooked, undervalued and underserved. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And for, for the listener who's probably thinking, oh, yeah, multinationals and boards, easy for you. You probably went to some Ivy League college and had a spoon fed or whatever. And that really wasn't the case for you, was it? As you shared with me, your, your journey actually started quite humbly and you were inspired by people telling that you couldn't go out and get it. And that's what really set you on the path. And the thing I want to make sure the listeners understand with this is that this is a beautiful point because not only did Daphne not sit in victim mentality, she didn't go the other way and go into fight and attack the system mentality. She went out to go out and win and be the best mentality. So I really would love to hear a bit more about that story and perhaps how some of the ideas that you write about link into your own journey and how you made your way up from what people said that you had to be to you being an inspiration for people being what they didn't think that they could be. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. It's a great question. And um, the, there's two words that I'm going to kind of frame this conversation with. One is impossible. And mm -hmm. the other is inevitable, okay? Mm. And so I grew up uh, in a family of six, seven people in a house that had two bedrooms and one bathroom. 
no mm. air conditioning, no dishwasher. Well, no, wrong. I was a dishwasher. Um, uh, no washing machine we had to hang the clothes outside very much in poverty my mom and Mm -hmm. dad were jamaican immigrants and i say were because they're both deceased now um Mm -hmm. but they were jamaican immigrants my mom cleaned bedpans for a living in my in the hospital and my dad did the assembly line at a in a production company and so um even though they were under educated they still believed that we should think above and embrace being above our lived circumstance. So she's like, Mm. don't let this situation that you're in Mm. now define who you are. What should define who you are is where you can go, Daphne. So she always says, Mm. whoever has your mind has you. So she always Mm. instilled excellence. And being a Jamaican immigrant, um, she was British, you know, it was under, Jamaica was under the British rule for a while. And so she mm-hmm. always looked at being British as being the thing. And she mm-hmm. said, I want you to read a lot and because readers lead. And she said, leaders also read. So reading mm-hmm. was fundamental for us um, uh, growing up. I had three other siblings, uh, two dogs and a cat. And we were all in this big house together, uh, mm-hmm. in this small house together in, in Phoenix. And so um, I, I was an em- I was emphasized to go to school and do really well. And so I skipped first grade under my mom's um, teaching at home. And then I really did well in school. But um, I got to high school, and my high school counselor, when I thought we were going to have a college preparation conversation, he said, "Daphne, you're a black girl, and black girls just won't make it in college. You shouldn't even try." Mm-hmm. If you go, you won't get in. If you get in, you won't graduate because you're not going to do well. And if Mm -hmm. you do graduate, no one's really going to hire you. And I didn't understand, Dan, what that meant until Mm -hmm. years later when I realized that this face, this color, this gender did not represent Carnegie or Ford Mm -hmm. or, you know, the melons of the world, the titans that built corporate America because they didn't build corporate America with people like me. We might have built the buildings that they resided in, but we were not part of the business structure. And so I Mm -hmm. didn't represent the face of somebody who could have a hundred million dollar budget, right? Like I Mm -hmm. did when I ended up leaving, um, uh, corporate America. And so I looked like somebody that might cook their food or might Mm -hmm. wash their children right as as a black woman mm-hmm. and so i had to remember that uh I, I, that he said those words so he basically used the word impossible with me and then i ended up then realizing and i became a secretary at women's day magazine in chicago illinois and i just knew i had it going on i didn't know that i could be much more than that but i thought i was doing a great job but then i got mm-hmm. into the job and realized that i was not a, i was a lousy secretary i was horrible <laughs> and i said this not be not be my dream job. How can that be? And so I said, you know what? I'm not going to be a secretary. I'm going to have a secretary. And so it was from that moment on that I said, I'm going to go to college. So I went to college. I got in late. Obviously, I didn't get into the same class as my high school um, graduating class got in. But I went in and I got my bachelor's degree in three years instead of four. And I got my MBA in one year instead of two. So now I'm skipped three years of school in my little life. And so what happened was his voice was in my ear saying impossible, impossible, impossible. But my Mm -hmm. life was playing out in front of me saying, 
It's just just a matter Mm -hmm. of time before you can go after and achieve what it is that you want. But I had to Mm -hmm. say to myself, that's not for me, but that is for me. I didn't know that I was going to be a senior vice president, a corporate officer, chief information Mm -hmm. officer. I had no idea, but I knew I wasn't going to be that right over there. And Mm -hmm. so my goal and my ambition kind of went in front of me and led me along the way to be able to achieve. And that's what I want to share with other people is, you know, Mm -hmm. matter, I mean, as a little black Jamaican girl from, you know, the south side of Chicago can make it uh, with the mindset and the tool sets that are in the book, um, then you'll have the skill set to be able to win continually, not just Mm -hmm. one time, but over and over again. Thank you so much for sharing that, because I think sometimes being someone who's born and raised in the UK, where things are a little more, a little less overt in terms of the beliefs that are instilled of not worthy of it. And this is a conversation I had with even with my friend Kyrie. Shout out to Kyrie if he's listening. You better be, mate. Um, He's got a really cool podcast called All That Podcast that he records out of Houston. And we had a conversation about three years ago now, actually was able to get into Houston to have the conversation with him on his podcast. I was speaking about the difference in terms of being a black Brit and being an African-American. There's a very, very diff- big difference in the experience that, the, that that can be had by both. And yet, the regardless of the quality of the experience, regardless of the, of the subvert or overt limitation or impossibilities that are, are placed, we always have a choice point as to how we're going to respond to those impossibilities, right? And so I find when I speak to people who have grown up in, in, in America as a person of color, that there's either a chip on the shoulder that weighs you down, right? Or there's an empowerment of a fire that burns you up to go and achieve more. And it's always interesting to see from me, as someone from the outside who hasn't had the African-American experience, which, which I, I, I can see is very different from someone who was raised in the UK, it's always interesting to see when the opportunity to be a victim to circumstance is actually transcended and overcome to go and be a champion of those impossibilities being made possibilities as you, you had in your own. So I just want to just honour and celebrate you for being a shining light, an example of someone who had... Oh, my, my guidance counselor, the person who's supposed to give me the way forward told me no. Yeah. I went out and I was, you could have just said, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm a bad secretary. I'm better suck it up and go and get my paycheck. You said, no, I'm going to go out and do it. And those choice points, I want to celebrate you for making your way through not just one, but multiple of them and for coming to share that with us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. that. Thank you. And there are people who are supposed to be watching over us. Um, mm-hmm. They're the doctors and the nurses in the world that Mm -hmm. unfortunately give black women more hysterectomies than any other race. Um, There are are teachers who don't really educate our students, but because they think they have ADHD, they put them in a special needs class. Mm -hmm. There are, when you look at your boss, that's supposed to help promote you and develop you and grow you, but because he's got these micro inequity thoughts in his mind and white supremacist thoughts in their mind, they like, you know what? You're too global, you're too nice, you're too tough, you're too everything. You're everything except being just right. And so mm-hmm. it's not just the guidance counselors of the world, it's the policemen, it's the judges, it's 
Everywhere mm-hmm. you go, there's bound to be someone who's going to not believe in you or not respect mm-hmm. you or not want to support mm-hmm. you. And so it's like the carrot, the egg, and the coffee bean. When they all find themselves in hot water, they, you know, things happen. So when the carrot goes in the hot water, it goes in hard and really tough. But when after mm-hmm. 20 minutes in hot water, it becomes squishy and soft, right? The, the mm-hmm. egg goes in raw, malleable, it comes out hard, but the coffee bean changes the water. So my goal mm-hmm. is to not be changed as much by the hot water that I find myself in, but I want to teach other people, how do you respond to the circumstances in a way mm-hmm. that'll allow you to win? And then while mm-hmm. you're winning, you bring other people along with you so they can also win. And the environment Amazing. will also change because you're a better leader, you're a better person, you have a better vision. And so that's mm-hmm. really what I want people to know that you can change yourself and you can change your environment. Amazing, amazing. Um, now, obviously, we I, I need to make sure because I've, I've got a bit more context than I normally would for a conversation. So I want to make sure I don't leave the audience behind in terms of our green, our green room. But you said in terms of the book, and please do give us the name of the book. And we're going to make sure to pop it in the show notes as well. <clears throat> when, when they say you won't. When they win, when they say you won't. I love it. Guys, we're going to make sure we pop something in the show notes. And if, like me, you are being lit up by this conversation, you're going to make sure you grab a copy. You're going to make sure you read it, take notes, apply it, and share it with others. Win, when they say you won't by Daphne E. Jones. We'll make sure we pop a link to that in the show notes. But you did mention that there are a few different sets, skill set, mindset, um, will set, and have I missed one? What's the one that I missed? Tool set. Tool set. That's the one. (laughs) Tool set. Now, I'm, I'm just going back to the story of your, your mother sh- speaking to you because my son's just turned two. I know your, your grandchild just turned one. My son turned two uh, just under a month ago. And I've always endeavored to make sure that by example, as well as by, um, by how I communicate with him and the environment that I, I support him in, in being in, that I want him to be uplifted and I want him to understand new possibilities. I want him to understand you know, what he can go out and do. But there are people who haven't had the, the, the warm, the inspiring, the uplifting voice that your mother gave to you. There are others who had challenging circumstances and perhaps by the resignation by, by their, 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 their guardian or perhaps by the indignation of their guardian, they actually found themselves now coming to listen to this conversation with perhaps decades of programming and being told, by silence or directly that you're never going to be anything more for someone who didn't have that what are some key aspects or or ideas in the book that will support them in playing catch up so that they can start winning now that you're telling them that they can yeah um so first when you don't have the mentors um or the coaches and that by the way having stakeholders like coaches mentors sponsors role models accountability buddies those are all important. We are not here mm-hmm. by ourselves and we're not here mm-hmm. for ourselves. And so we need mm-hmm. to be able to help other people or receive help from other people. When you don't have those people in your life because you might have been, uh, had the wrong people in your life or whatever, it is books that can, because my book I want to, to serve as a coach. I want my book to coach you. And Mm -hmm. my book is not the only book out there. So Mm -hmm. if somebody has a desire to learn and to grow, you just have to have a decision that you make that says, I want to win. Let's just Mm -hmm. start there. 
I want to know how to win. And I want mm. to know how to win consistently because in a way, we're all winners. We've all achieved something in our lives. If you're 20 years old, you've gone to school, you graduated mm -hmm. from first grade. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a win right there. Mm -hmm. So if you're 30 mm -hmm. years old, you've gotten, you're no longer an analyst or junior analyst, you're now a senior analyst. So mm -hmm. somewhere in your life, you have won something. So this is not to say that this book is for losers. This book is mm -hmm. for people who want to win, who do win and want to know how to win consistently. So my first point is the book that are, the books that are out there is Find books that inspire you. Find books that help you, that help fill the gap that you may feel that you have uh, because mm -hmm. you didn't have the teachings, you know, and the encouragement and the pushing like my mom did. And so it's a decision, first of all. The second thing is then to say the mindset, is my mind right? And so I, we talk about the mindset that says, if I believe that I have so much more to win, so much more to learn, so much more to achieve, so much more to give to others, so much more to receive from others, that whenever I may not do so well, it's really a lesson. It's not a failure. And I'm going to get mm. up off the floor and keep moving. That's what's called mm. a growth mindset. Right. I don't disbelieve. I believe that I can make it. I believe that I can win because I've seen Oprah Winfrey and I've seen Barack Obama and I've seen all these other people who didn't mm -hmm. start with anything. And if they can do it, I can do it. Right. So that's the growth mm -hmm. mindset. Or you can have a fixed mindset that says I've learned all I can learn. I, I can't go any higher than my brain will allow and all that stuff. And you have this fixed mentality that the pie is only so big then you will not make it in the in as rapidly as you could. So it's the mindset. And if you have that mindset, then use the, the simple tools that are in this book that uh, the tool sets that we use in corporate America every day. As, I, as a corporate executive, I've used SWOT analysis. Well, I used mm -hmm. it to help the company. Well, why can't I use it to help myself? Um, <laughs> I have the Jahari's window, blind spots. We have objectives and key results. We all know what OKRs are. Uh, let's mm -hmm. use those, right? And let's have a, a plan of action. And let's understand how, when do you, how do you, how do you um, persevere versus when do you pivot? And so it's having the right mindset. It's using the tool set and then honing that skill set of how do you achieve a goal because to win and to be a success is to achieve a goal, but to be successful, full of success is to continually hmm. achieve multiple goals. And so hmm. you just have to have the right mindset, use the tool set. And when you keep using the tool set, you will then have the skill set for life that will allow hmm. you to win when a lot of people, including yourself, a lot of times I have told myself that I wasn't good enough because I believe the hype. I was mm. told I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't going to make it. And sometimes the they in this book, it's sometimes you. the they is us. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's where you start. It's a decision. Mm. It's a mindset. It's a tool set. And then you'll have the skill set for life. Amazing. Amazing. I want everyone to tune into that because regardless of Definitely, I'm having this conversation as two people of color. Uh, she's having it as a woman who's made away from in corporate America. But there are different reasons why people said that you can't win. So whatever that is, that is that has been the story or the narrative that you may have bought into to some degree up until this time, I want you to consider 
finding the path beyond that narrative, beyond that victim story. And I'm not saying that to belittle you or your situation. I know some people have and are going through some very real things, but the real thing that you are, you have been going through up until this time does not need to be the thing that stops you stepping into the greatness that you're worthy of. So I do want to encourage you to do that. So again, thank you yeah. definitely for that. Mm. Can I add one thing? Because that's something I didn't talk about earlier is about, you know, sponsors and mentors and coaches. Mm -hmm. And there are people that I have met that say, Daphne, I don't have anybody that supports me in my company, which is which is hard to 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 fathom that because but it's true. And I think the people that don't have anybody that supports them. They just haven't gone after them. There's somebody mm -hmm. in that company that if you give them mm -hmm. a moment, they will support you. And so mm -hmm. there's a way to get a mentor. There's a way to get a coach. There's a way to get a role model. And one of the things I would love for your audience to, to know is that if you want to have somebody that you can follow, because my parents were not college educated, so I couldn't follow them. I just followed her teaching about reading and, and knowing that whoever has my mind has me. Go mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. Go mm -hmm. on LinkedIn and look at the at the keywords. Type in some keywords of what it is that you want to be. Do you want to go mm -hmm. to college? Do you want to become a, a lawyer? Do you want to become a, a senior vice president in in a particular industry? Type in the industry. Type in the country. Type in the role. Type in all these things. You will find people that come back at you. A whole laundry list of people that you can now then look at their profile and say. I'd like to get to know this person right here, these four people right here, and then and then follow them and then connect with them. And then believe mm -hmm. me, they will would love to have a conversation with you to tell you their story and how they got there. And at the end of the day, you'll say, you know what, that was really inspiring. Do you mind if we stay connected? The next mm -hmm. thing you know, that's your mentor. They're, they're mm -hmm. going to coach you. And so don't mm. ever give up. And part of my hashtag is find a way to win. Find a way mm. to, to mm -hmm. get that teaching, to get that person in your corner. Because not everybody who's in your circle is in your corner. Find the mm -hmm. way to mm -hmm. get that person mm -hmm. in your corner. And it doesn't have to be, well, I don't know anybody in my neighborhood. They don't have to be in your neighborhood. They can be on mm -hmm. your internet. And you can find yeah, them. Yeah. I was actually going to say that I, I love it. One of the things I definitely would say, has been supportive for me on my journey is making a commitment to continue. I mean, I invest multiple six figures a year in my personal development through coaches, access to paid mentorship, whether that's people who have a mentorship program or paying to go to certain events or go on certain trips and be in certain people's spheres to build those relationships. But that's been an incredibly big part of my growth and journey. And I, I love the, the adage, you know, when you do get somebody's advice, you get the benefit of their years of experience and all of the lessons they've made and all the trip ups that they made. That's Why right. learn from your mistake when you can learn from other people, right? That's exactly but, right. <laughs> but to your point, right now we live in an information age where we don't. So, for example, fair enough, we're going to give people access to you through this podcast, okay? But people can get the benefit of your life experience and all the wisdom you've gleaned by reading the book. Or listening to this conversation and listening to other conversations, someone can get the benefit of your mentorship, even at a remote level, just by following your journey and listening to what you have to say and getting your pearls of wisdom and applying it in their own life. So I, I, I always, anyone who says that they can't get a mentor, I would say that you're not, you're not really about it. Then. You don't That's really right. want it because if you wanted it, the biggest leaders in industry, in thought leadership, in, in, in business, in, in the corporate world, they will have a podcast or they're on people's podcasts. They'll have a book. They'll have a blog. They'll make posts on LinkedIn. You can learn from them and get enough steps ahead 
to start making those moves to actually get up uh, to where you want to be. So, yeah, yeah I love that. And in my book, mm-hmm. I talk about there's somebody called a role model. I mean, we mm-hmm. all may know what a mentor and a sponsor is and a coach, mm-hmm. but there's something called a role model. And that's what you're just describing is somebody that may not know you and you may not know, but you see how they operate. You read their mm-hmm. stories. You see how they've had catastrophes and how they overcame them and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. That's a role model. You know, for me, mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman is one of my role models. I've never met oh, her. Wow. I never will. But I mm-hmm. know that one of the things that she did was she pushed forward. She she had courage and pushed forward with the Underground Railroad into dangerous territory, very mm-hmm. dangerous, very new, very bold and courageous. But at the same mm-hmm. time, she was pulling people along with her because it mm-hmm. was the enslaved people. She's a role model mm-hmm. for me. That is what my job is, is to learn and push into new uh, new experiences. I'm learning how to be a, I'm getting my certification on climate change for ESG. I'm mm-hmm. pushing and trying to educate myself more. But while I do that, I want to pull people along with me. So she's mm-hmm. an example of a role model and there are role models all over the world that people can learn from without knowing them personally. Mm, love it, love it, love it. And I think the key thing that, that a, a key thing that's really coming forward here is that point that you made at the very beginning when I said someone who hasn't had your experience, what they do, and you said make the commitment, make the decision. Because I think when, when we're not really fully committed, when we haven't really made the decision, I think that's when, the, oh, you know, the excuses can come in and harder. Because when you're committed, a commitment isn't, oh, maybe I'll do that. It's not, I'm doing this no matter what. I'm going for it. Storms may come, tribulations, pit stops, whatever, but I'm going to go for it. And I think I really want to encourage everyone to understand that no matter what wisdom you're going to gather from Daphne here in this conversation and other conversations of hers that you'll read when you follow her, notice what I did there, and when you've read the book, unless you are committed, all of it's going to be for naught because without the commitment, there's not going to be the follow-through that will always be required to go and create something new. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is not, you know, the book is not a, a novel, a Nancy Drew mystery or a Tom Clancy no, not, not, book. not a Tom Clancy, no. I, I wonder how this story ends. <laughs> it ends the way you make it end, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you don't want to be that person whose career is running down the field without you. You mm-hmm. want to be the one that is calling your plays. You want to be mm-hmm. the one that's defining your own narrative. And you want to turn mm-hmm. that should into must. I should mm-hmm. read that book. I should create, you know, what I call bodacious objectives mm-hmm. and turn that should into must. I must do this because if I mm-hmm. don't do this, I won't win. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you want to be that person who manages your own career and, and sets your own. I mean, I have, I've had people tell me and show me that I wasn't good enough. And, and this mm-hmm. is when I, before I retired from corporate America and I was a mm-hmm. senior vice president and one of the, I was the highest ranking African-American in general electric IT wow. digital and the digital part of the IT of, of the company of the entire general electric company. And so mm-hmm. believe me, every time I turned around and went somewhere, somebody was telling me or showing me that I wasn't good enough. And so mm-hmm. you've got to make that decision that I don't care what they say. Mm-hmm. I am good enough, and I'm going to show myself and everybody else that I am. Mm-hmm. Amazing, right amazing, life. amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I want to kind of, like, guys, and by the way, if you're not jizzy jazzed about this book yet, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Make sure. I'm like, I need to go. As soon as we hang up, I'm going to go and get mine and get into it. So we definitely we definitely need to have another conversation once I've made a little way through that, through that book too. But, you know, the work that you're doing now in terms of, 
pulling people along. You're serving on three the boards of three multinational companies, and you're empowering people to do the same. Was there something specific in terms of breaking that new ground that encouraged you to want to go down the board seat route and then to bring others to it? Or was it just something that you're like, hey, that could be cool. That's the next level. Like, What inspired you to want to go and do that next level? Well, I believe that I needed to be the change that I want to see. And, and when I talk mm-hmm. about, you know, this book talks about um, love, keep leveling up your success. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's about not being stagnant. When you mm-hmm. have water that doesn't move, it breeds bacteria and mosquitoes. It's not healthy water. And so mm-hmm. I want to be that individual that was never stagnant. And so mm-hmm. my nature and what I want to teach others is to always find the next level. What's the next thing? If I wanted to learn how to swim, <clears throat> then you read the book. This book will give you the instructions of how to set the goal, how to set the plan, how to set the risks trajectory and, and understand your stakeholders and all that. Next thing you'll, you'll learn how to swim. But then after mm-hmm. you learn how to swim, then what? You just stop? No, you wanna mm-hmm. learn how to be a lifeguard, right? Mm-hmm. And then after mm-hmm. you learn how to be a lifeguard, you wanna learn maybe to be a scuba diver, right? So, mm-hmm. so my mindset has been, when I, w- I had to present to boards and I'd have to walk in the room and they would say, shh, Come on, Daphne, come on, come on, sit right there, it's right there. And then these smart looking people would sit in front of me. I'm like, what do they do? They seem really smart and they dress nice and I'm looking at them and I had to do presentations to them about tech, the technology status of the corporation that I was like, it was might be Hospira or at uh, in Johnson & Johnson, whatever. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna look that up. And I looked up what boards did and I realized that CEOs reported to the boards. I'm like, huh, I report to the CEO now and did you report to me? Right? I'm not gonna be stopped at all, stopped or stymied or stuck. And so I, that's what I did. And so mm-hmm. the other part of that is um now to help other people. So I'm if I'm Harriet Tubman, I'm moving forward to become a mm-hmm. board member, but I'm also mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman that I want to pull people behind from behind, you know, along with me. Mm-hmm. And so I took this test called the Strength Finders. I forgot yeah. it. Um, Clifton. Clifton. Yeah. Yes. Jim Clifton mm-hmm. and is the yeah. So um, I took that and I'm a maximizer, and mm-hmm. and that's one of the strengths that came back. And it says that I take somebody who is a junior and I make them a senior. I take the mm-hmm. number one and I make it five. You know. So my job is to take whatever is and and you know uh, either exponentially or or sequentially improve it. And so that said to me that my job now is to take other senior leaders that want to be on boards and how do I help them become board members? Because that's maximization of it. My, you know, early on, I forgot who told me that you should learn all you can in your earlier years and then earn all you can in your middle years and then you return all you can in your later Mm, years. So when I learn all I can, I'm getting intellectual knowledge, intellectual Mm -hmm. capital I'm building. My head is getting filled with stuff that I have to learn. But then that's learning all you can. Then you earn all you can. You are trading that intellectual capital, Dan, mm-hmm. to financial capital. You're trading it. I will mm-hmm. I will give you my mind if you will give me a hundred grand, right? So that's mm-hmm. 
earning all you can. Of course, it includes stock and options and all that stuff. And yeah. then when you're ready to retire, then it's time for you to look back and become that Harriet and say, mm -hmm. I want to now trade and give my intellectual capital and my financial capital uh, in terms of gifts and and donations and memberships, whatever. I want to give mm -hmm. that return all I can so the people coming behind me who are learning all they can can learn mm -hmm. from Daphne who's returning. And so it's all of that coming together for me that represents who I am and what I've decided to do is to return all I can by helping other leaders learn all they can and earn all they can. And, and you know, you get paid as a board member between mm -hmm. $200,000, $400,000 a year, depending on the board. And so I want them to keep earning all they can um, as well. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, I, for one, uh, am wondering why I'm not getting CEOs reporting to me. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely going to see what's going on there, you know, what's going on with putting up my portfolio <laughs> so I can put my suit on and, sit down and say, yes, I'm ready for your presentation now. No, but in all honesty, I mean, I've, I've read a few, I've, I've read a few, I've seen a few shows, even like I love the show Billions. And yes. uh, I remember there was a whole episode when, um, you know, if you're familiar with Billions? Yes, I can talk absolutely. characters, yeah. When, um, when Bobby went and got the, the yum time, he went and bought out the company just so he could spite Chuck's dad by getting his girlfriend yeah, kicked off yeah. the board. And I, and I remember the whole thing daughter, with that. His daughter was involved in that somehow, I think, too. Yeah, some, yeah. some big yes. mix up with that one. Yeah. yeah, I love that one. Yeah, and yeah, then, so. yeah, but it's, it's no joke. I mean, you're dealing, you know, one of my companies has been dealing with activist investors. Um, activist mm -hmm. investors come and they want to take, you know, board members out sometimes. They, they may Ooh. want to bring board members in. They may mm -hmm. want to, um, uh, you know, try to sell the company. So mm -hmm. when you got an activist investor as a board member, all eyes are on you, are on you as a board member. So it's not for mm -hmm. the faint of heart. Um, mm -hmm. It's not the country club environment that it used to be back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, it's still a lot of fun, and you meet some amazing people, and mm -hmm. you're 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 accountable for. Uh, shareholder value. That's your job as a as a board member. Um, while at the same time, like as a black board member, when we're looking for a black CEO or I mean a CEO or looking for an, a CFO or whatever, my question is, can we see the slate? Is the slate a diverse slate? So my job is not only to do what I do from a business standpoint, a technology standpoint as a board member, but it's also to help drive the culture of the company, which includes DE&I. I, mean, I can't be mm -hmm. an African-American and not be concerned about the lack of African-Americans that might be in a company. And so uh, mm -hmm. you have a lot of uh, things you have to focus on as a board member, but it's highly rewarding when you mm -hmm. see your company doing well in the market. Amazing. I'm definitely, there's a couple of people I've been excited to send some intros to, to you for after this. One of them is my friend, Carl. Shout out to Carl Sona. Captain Sona, I know you're listening in. Hi, uh, he actually has a <laughs> He's got a podcast called Dear Black CEO. And we're actually working on a, a, a an idea for a, um, uh, for a documentary. I'm, I'm in filmmaking at the moment and we've got mm. a documentary we want to do where we actually want to go and interview leading um, uh, board members and CEOs of African, uh, African-American CEOs and board members across the US and get their stories and, and start sharing them. That's one of the things. So I'm going to make sure I make that intro for you as well, because I think they, they'll, they'll definitely enjoy you and you'll enjoy Looking them. Looking forward to meeting so. you, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daphne, uh, we, we've got a few points here, and I, I do believe that everyone's got something that they can walk away with in terms of empowerment, regardless of whether they're listening to this of, as a person of 
uh, African-American um, ethnicity, uh, another man or woman of color, a uh, person of color, uh, whether there's some other narrative or story that's had them being told they can't, that they can go out and win something. I'm really grateful for this conversation. It really has left me quite fired up, actually. I'm really quite excited. Um, we've got the book, Best place that people can get in contact with you. What's the best way for them to do that? Well, they can uh, get the book on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, etc. cetera. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but to reach out to me, and actually when they buy a book, I will send them um, the free workbook that'll come with it. And if awesome. they can write me at Daphne, at DaphneEJones.com. That's D-A-P-H-N-E at DaphneEJones.com. And send a picture with you holding the book or the receipt of what you bought, and I'll send you the, the workbook that comes along with it. And I'd love to hear awesome. how people resonate um, you know, with the book. And lovely. Um, that's it. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, we've bathed in your wisdom today, but have you got any parting thoughts for anybody? Just as a final lingering, I, I really love your mum's one, whoever owns your mind owns you. Like, I really, really love that one that was with me. But are there any nuggets that you want to leave us with just before we sign off today? Um, sure. As I mentioned, I did say it really quickly was that not everyone who's in your circle is in your corner. And Amen. remember yeah. that you may have people that are around you, but they may be only around you because you're winning or you're giving them something. When it's time mm. for you to be in trouble, like when you're, I'm an amateur boxer, Dan, and so mm-hmm. I've never been cut. Um, but when, you, when you're in the boxing ring and the bell rings and you go back to your corner, who's going to be there for you to help mm-hmm. you know, wipe your sweat away or give you water to drink or give you coaching mm-hmm. tips on how to win that boxing match? And so mm-hmm. be careful who you're surrounding yourself with because, you know, eagles teach eagles how to be an eagle, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're around a turkey, a turkey is going to teach you how to be a turkey. It can teach and you how to so <laughs> Make sure that who's ever in your circle is in the right corner that you want them to be in. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I will leave it is, is something that everyone should know who's an aspiring leader is the subject of pie, performance, image, and exposure. That people, my mother always said, Daphne, perform really good and you'll get promoted. Perform really well and you'll get you know, all kind of accolades. Performance is necessary, but it's not sufficient. When I say performance, mm. I mean doing your job, doing it early, doing it cheaper, doing it you know, better, bigger mm-hmm. than they thought. That's performance. Your image is, is either how you look, how do you dress, do you dress as well as the executives dress, or but it's your brand, your reputation. Do mm. people look at you as a, as a collaborator? Or are you very stingy? Are you always late? Are you mean? All right, so mm-hmm. how are you as a brand? What do you bring to the table? That's your image. That's I. E is exposure. If you don't know anybody and nobody knows you, then you will not be considered for that next opportunity to stand mm-hmm. up a plant in Brazil. So exposure mm-hmm. is being exposed to mentors, to sponsors, to the power people that will represent you when you're not in the room and when you're not on Zoom. So who will speak on your behalf? You have to focus on all three of those in order for you to get promoted in corporate. So those are the two things. Know who's in your corner and make sure you perform, you have a great image, and that you are exposed to the right people who know you. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So Daphne at DaphneEJones.com. That's it. 
Brilliant. We'll make sure. And guys, win when they say that you co- that you that you won't. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this book. We'll pop a link in the show notes for you to go and grab a copy. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. If you're listening in on this, there's someone who's been told that they won't win, they can't win, that they shouldn't win. Share this episode with them so that they say they can see that they can win and that they must win. Much love to you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep dreaming with your eyes open and remember that you can consciously choose a winning, abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.